you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Dan here. Before we get to the podcast, let's talk a little fan duel. Did you think your fantasy football season was over? Don't wait till next year. Play more fantasy football for real cash this season over at FanDuel.com. Chris Prince from Detroit. Princey. Joey Watts is an avid fantasy football player who has won over $700,000. That's an absurd amount of money playing fan- fantasy sports at FanDuel.com. Join him and the hundreds of other users who have already won money. seven hundred grand. That's almost like That's a million outrageous. dollars. This is it. The final week of the fantasy football season on FanDuel. Take your last shot this weekend and walk away with your piece of the $10 million they are playing out this weekend. Go to FanDuel and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use the code AROUND and sign up now. New user special. FanDuel is giving you a bonus of up to 200 bucks on your first deposit. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it up to $200. Offer is only good for the first 50 people that use the code AROUND. Don't forget to use the code AROUND. Don't miss out on all the fantasy football you can handle. FanDuel.com, where every week is a new season. Sign up today. The Around the NFL podcast has never been mentioned on the Coaches Show podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with some heroes, a subset of heroes, or one subset of a hero. We have Mark Sessler, of course, old reliable, they call him. I just keep showing up. Every Big old day. geyser in the middle of the, uh, the National Forest, and then... Handsome Hank, he doesn't like call, being called that. Henry Hodgson, notorious DOP. What up, boys? He is. You are handsome. I'm just going to throw <clears> that right are. out there at the top of the show. You Let's both get it are out of the as well. Way. You're both very attractive. Eh, much lesser, to a lesser degree. Uh, yeah, far lesser. Okay, so here's the deal. So Chris Wessling, off day, busy guy, doing West-type stuff. He's not in. And Greg Rosenthal, a new child. A child is born. A new member of the Around the NFL group. A boy, a healthy boy, and congratulations to the boss, Greg. Uh, we're going to try to get him on the phone. We need to get confirmation on the name because there's been some back channels bubbling about some this. Some whispers. Whispers about the name of the boy, and it's a, uh, a somewhat unique name, I would say. Hmm. But Belichick, this, or am I not supposed to say it? Well, yeah, you weren't supposed to oh, say it. Okay. I, he was born on the 12th, so I thought maybe Brady made sense. Right. Uh, but he didn't want to go that way. Um, so we'll talk to Greg at the end of the show if he picks up uh, wherever he is. I'm sure he's – now he has two kids. That's a lot of kids. Well, you know, w- one thing I was thinking was – To me, it's a lot of kids. I got one kid barely. You've got one. Lot. I've got two. You know, we're Henry gonna, has seven. He's got, he's got seven It's like Philip Rivers of the uh, NFL media. <laughs> but he's clan. visiting this podcast, and, and we should say for the, for the foundational members of this podcast, we already have five heir apparents, five mm. young men that say two decades from now when we are – 
well beyond being here, mm. can just sit in and just take over the show. TD, how are you doing with that? Because we need a producer. Well, I mean, yeah, I think my son, the executive producer of all these shows and other shows and like mm. all else he has going on, and uh, it should be a fun time. I look forward to listening to it. We need Wes to Wes start generating some children. He this, could actually This be, is what we right. could do. We could put Wes, we could keep him alive, pump him full of uh, modern medicine. And he's like 130 <laughs> years old, cyborg, arguing about football. I could totally well, see that. definitely would work. Um, and speaking of uh, technology, well, we did have a mishap uh, Tuesday. Uh, our, we lost the show. We had started. We got a good 20 minutes in. And then uh, TD said, hey, fellas, you got to stop down. And we stopped down, and we were told it was all gone. And I will say this. A lot of people, we let everybody know on Twitter, a lot of people were pointing fingers at, at producer TD saying it's got to be his fault. Not saying he is or is not responsible. We have launched an independent investigation. NFL gumshoe Ted Wells. We got Robert Mueller involved. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to wait and see how the process unfolds. TD, your thoughts. What you just said is one of the most <laughs> insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. True story was Z Drizzle was back here with me today. Came in yesterday while we were recording. And it's like, whoa, whoa, something's going wrong. Show was not recording like it should be recording. It's an engineering issue, but you know, you're, I'm sure your independent investigation would uh, let you well, know. That's your take, Henry. You have your fingers in a <laughs> lot a of theory. the company. What are you hearing? Well, I, what I'm hearing is that uh, TD actually did record it, and ten years from now, when it will be worth a lot of money, the lost around the NFL, <laughs> the podcast, lost tapes, the lost tapes, he'll be able to sell Savvy. them for several million dollars, along with our Stitcher award. Yes. Yeah, the missing Stitcher well, award. All on that, eBay. That has nothing to do with 20, me, guys. Stitcher award. Very savvy also by TD to use my own sound drop against me there. You yeah. had that thing waiting, lying yeah. in wait, and pounced on me like a cougar. Uh, all right, so we got a great show today. we got a lot to get to. And, uh, yeah, so congratulations to Greg. And uh, that's very – we're all very happy for Greg. And Wes, he'll be back on Thursday. We'll have a full house. Henry, thank you for sitting in, by the way. Um, it's a huge honor. I, I'm, I listen to all your shows now. I'll be, I will listen and I'll hear my own voice on that. That'll be exciting. And is Dave okay with this? Damashek, you are a regular on his show. I haven't told him. <laughs> Come Wait, on, player. Let's find What's out. What's up with that? <laughs> let's find out if he's listening to this show. Because if he is, it's oh, yeah. going to get on his radar. If he says nothing ever, right. oh, not yeah. listening no, to the show. No snitches on Twitter. Sti- snitches get stitches. Let's see if Dave ever finds out that Henry was here. I will not tell. So we've got a lot of show to get to today. I'm, I'm excited about the show. I can't always say that, but this one I am thrilled about. Well, you always say that. Yeah. Well, Some that's line. True. That's true. Okay. Uh, we have, we're going to talk about uh, Mark Sessler wrote a, a nice piece. Uh, I really enjoyed it. He wrote it on Tuesday. Uh, where will they land predicting where? all these coaches that are floating and who they will end up being connected with. And he's off to a hot start, I'll say. He sure is. Without teasing it too much more. So we'll go through those teams and, and go through Mark's predictions and then attack them uh, and Mark, make Mark feel defensive and uncomfortable in the studio. <laughs> um, we're also going <clears> to <throat> call this the over, Overly Confident Bozo's Guide to Championship Sunday, whereby each of us, and I, uh, Henry, Mark, myself, and T.D., pinch hitting here for uh, Greg and or Wes, uh, will pick a team that's playing this Sunday in championship weekend and then uh, confidently, I mean overconfidently, explain why there's no chance that team uh, loses on Sunday and then the other guys will try to poke holes in their in the argument. So that will be fun. Uh, but before any of that, we go back to TD and, uh, and uh, Mr. Producer at TD. At TD Producer is your handle? Yep. That is correct, yes. <laughs> Let's, uh, why don't we start with some news, because we got a lot to get to. New York Bozo! New York Bozo! Fitting that New York Bozo is the drop today, because there was big news up in western New York, where Rex Ryan was introduced as head coach of the Buffalo Bills. And it, it, it was almost, uh, pre- it was very predictable how this was going to play out that Rex, this is something that he'd been waiting for, for this fresh start, and exactly how maybe a lot of people thought it would play out, old Rex was back. The swagger was back for Rex, and he, he said a lot of different things. So what, this is, by the way, this is how he starts the press conference. Let's go to eat a goddamn snack. Well, that's, well, no. That's <laughs> but it's old Rex. It. That's old Rex. Yeah, that's old Rex. <laughs> but the old Rex, the new Rex is the old Rex. He approaches the podium. Taps on the mic and says this. This thing on? Because it's getting ready to be on. Pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. 
you're pretty good. Seven it's pretty good. I mean, <coughs> a couple of weeks it's ago, a little can. when when they uh, when they parted ways with Jet with the Jets and Rex, um, Dan, you wrote a, an excellent piece from oh, recapping thanks. the I think the ten best moments of Rex in in New York. I have a feeling this will be on your list in about four years' time of the of the ten greatest moments mm. of the Bills with Rex. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, let's see, let's go through a couple of other things he said because he gave more in thirty minutes than Doug Marone gave the Bills in two years. It's a pretty long one, by the way. Okay. I'm not going to let our fans down. I am not mm. going to do that. Okay? I know it's been, you know, 15 years since the, uh, the Bills made the playoffs. Well, get ready, man. We're going. We are going. <laughs> and, you know, the guarantee, you know, hey, am I going to guarantee a Super Bowl and all that? I, I, I tell you what I will do. I will guarantee the pursuit of it. What, what does that, that even mean, by the way? That is a categorization. <laughs> like, you along with 31 other head coaches will be pursuing the Super Bowl. That's that. I guess that would be one example of the uh, the hedged in John Idzik Rex coming out because he didn't want to make another Super Bowl guarantee like he famously made several times with the Jets. So he just guarantees they're going to try to win the Super right. Bowl. He guaranteed yeah. he'll be on the sidelines for every game next season. Uh, what else do we got, TD? All right, we got one more. This fan base, the loyalty that they show that this football team deserves a loyal coach, mm. deserves loyal players. That's what we're bringing. We will bring it. Nobody's more loyal than me as a football coach, I can tell you that. Skyscraper shade on one Doug Marone, right, Mark? It is, and I think that that's the one point that Rex is absolutely right about. But maybe almost, you know, I wonder what Jets fans would think about this, but everyone looks at Belichick as a surgeon that is never a guy who keeps players around too long. He unemotionally removes anyone who's not helping the team. Rex Ryan, I love him in terms of his loyalty to his players. I think all his players feel that. They play for him hard no matter what the team's doing. But he hangs on to guys and hangs on to quarterbacks specifically longer than he should. That's been a staple for him, and Buffalo fans are going to the same thing. Quarterback is a blind spot for Wes, uh, for uh, Rex Ryan, of course. But also, I think the thing as a Jets fan that I took away from this press conference, it was fun, especially sandwiched in a day. This was – and, Hank, I don't know if you were behind this, but – uh, NFL Network Championship Wednesday was today. Many press conferences. We have 17 hours straight of coverage on NFL Network uh, for a bunch of press conferences where nobody says Dan anything. Dan thought he's going to get a normal day in the <laughs> office, and he's getting barraged <laughs> with high-octane content. I come in at 7 a.m., and the parking lot's full. I'm like, what's going on? Did the games get moved up? Uh, no, press conferences. And for Rex's 12 noon uh, press conference to be sandwiched in between all the other uh, teams that are left, their press conferences, very little is said. Nobody really has any bluster. Rex is refreshing, and he's always been refreshing. But it also it was very it gave a very familiar whiff to anybody that knows uh, what Rex did in his previous job, and some of it felt tired. And, and what happened after he did his opening remarks, a lot of questions about E.J. Manuel and the quarterback situation came, and he, he was making comments that you could have plugged in Geno Smith's name for E.J. Manuel, and it would have been no different. You, would, you heard it 100 times in Florham Park. So on one level, it's fun, and if you're a Bills fan, this is exciting. But on the other level, it's like, oh, geez, what is this guy? You know, this is the same thing he was saying four years ago, and nothing happened that then. But the, but the difference is he kept referring when he was asked those questions, you know, I've got Greg Roman as an offensive coordinator. And I think this time around, I don't know if you guys would agree, and Dan, you'd probably have the best take on this, but at least he has someone as an offensive coordinator that he, that he feels he can trust in. This is the best hire he's made. Best hire he's had as an offensive sure. coordinator. So whether E.J. Manuel actually ends up being their quarterback from day one, I think that Greg Roman's going to come in with, with something more to offer than, than the, the Schottenheimer, Sperano, um, Morninweg trio did. Here's the acid test. You're a Jets fan, Dan, and you're a Dolphins fan, and you're still stuck with Rex in the AFC East against you, Henry. But would you rather, if you, whether or not you think he's that kind of a coach that can absolutely change a team, do you, would you rather see him inside or outside the division for the fun of it inside or just get him yeah. out because he's too dangerous? It kinda, it's, it's, a tough, it's a good question because I do look forward to Rex being in the mix and being in the middle of my football life still. Uh, but at the same time, now I can't really root for him. I can only root for him to win eight or nine games at the most, and that's kind of a bummer. I kind of wanted to see him uh, succeed elsewhere, but not succeed too much because I didn't want him to win a Super Bowl because then I would have felt horrible and the Jets fans would feel horrible. So maybe this is exactly right. right. I've talked myself into it. I'm One, in. like, well, we were in the NFL now offices preparing for something and when the, thing, when the press conference was unfolding, and I felt like watching Rex in a Bills sweater – 
and his glowing white teeth, which are perfect at this point. Um, but the but the red, Wait, white. Wait, they're not and, real. You're saying? No, I don't know. I'm not sure. But the red, white, and blue background. Litigation. That fact that it's it's not Jets green behind him. What was for me like watching uh, Peyton Manning in a Broncos jersey right, for the first for the time? First it was time. very jarring. It seemed weird. It would have been. Think about it. It would have been more jarring if he was wearing a red Falcons polo shirt. At least he's like in the frozen tundra up That's there. That's fair. And he's so funny. Rex cracks me up, and we got to move on. But Rex cracks me up because. He's such a huckster. Like he's saying in the, uh, he tells uh, Pagula, the owner, uh, 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 apparently he said a few days back, and then Pagula like told the crowd this in a, in a breathless manner. He's like, "Did you know what Rex told the realtor when he was looking for a house? Take me to the place where it snows the most." <laughs> it's like, oh come on, you're buying that? And he's also saying, and then he's like, Rex is like. Uh, you know, I'm a huge Buffalo Sabres fan. Like he is, like he knows how to get people excited oh, yeah. and make people like him. And I get that. So good luck to Re- Rex Ryan. But by not, the way, Doug Marone working at CVS at this point. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't know. That's starting to feel like a huge tactical error. Right. There. It really is. Uh, speaking of the Jets, they have uh, found their next ho- head coach, Todd Bowles, former uh, defensive coordinator of the Cardinals, is now the Jets head coach. Just came down late Tuesday night. Uh, according to NFL media insider Ian Rappaport. So the news with the Jets was that Dan Quinn, the Seahawks defensive coordinator, seemed to be the favorite, but then Bowles seemed to make some gains, and they got a second interview with him, and that was enough to lock down the job. Um, Mark, I'll start with you. Todd Bowles, nice hire by the Jets. Yeah, it reminds me, the first thing that came to mind was when Mike Zimmer got hired last year that all these coaches that have worked with Bulls over the years come out of the woodwork to say what a great hire it is, what a, how respected he is, that he's kind of a rare coach. And there was one guy that basically said, this is a rare type of coach that you don't find anymore from the younger breed. And so I think it is. I mean, people are going to get upset because it was a defensive hire when you just let Rex go, but Rex was gone. There yeah. was no way to salvage another year out of Rex. I think this is someone that brings – respect to the organization like Buffalo though you've got the same questions on offense and you go from there but but certainly a good hire yeah he did a great job with the Cardinals and there we're hearing the defensive coordinator Henry is going to come from the Miami coaching that's possible yeah Casey Rogers who's the Dolphins defensive line coach has been a great teacher I think he's a well-respected coach uh, for the position coach and then um, uh, certainly on that team and it sounds like obviously Bowles was in Miami for a while in fact was uh, uh, interim head coach for the Dolphins and was passed over for the great Joe Philbin um, in that (laughs) role in in 2011 sincere really yeah, I don't know. So if I'll have too to try harder next time. Can we do that again, TD? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, but I think you know, balls, balls, and if Casey Rogers is there, I think I think that you know, it's, it looks like a solid little unit. Chan Gailey is expected to be the team's offensive coordinator, which the jury's a little more out on that one. Uh, we'll see what comes of that. But uh, the one thing I'll also say is, yes, you went for defensive coach, a defensive coach. Uh, but this also changes the culture of the team, and I think a, in a refreshing way, the circus is out of town. You have a guy that's a little more no-nonsense, right. and it just changes things a little bit. I think the Jets needed that. I think Rex needed that. They also hired their GM the same day. Four hours earlier, they announced that Mike McKagnon, uh, or McCagnon, and why isn't he going with the second uppercase? I don't. That bothers Henry, you're from me the a UK. lot. That does bother me. Close to Ireland right. and all that. How come? What's up with the, the, the I, lower I don't case? Know. I, I mean, I guess that's a decision that was made by the McCagnans, you know, many many centuries ago, and they said everyone else is going uppercase. Let's let's stay. It's stick with very hard case. on the eye in could, print. It could be another one of those Ellis Island stories we hear about. Like, <laughs> oh, they is. made me take away the O at the end. <laughs> It's like, all right, well, you know, what are you, you going to do about it? So, Dan, you're saying you don't have a whole lot of history in terms <laughs> of your take on this GM scenario. No, I, th- as far as he goes, he seems to be more of a wild card. Uh, this was a Casserly guy. They went back years and years together, uh, Houston and Washington, and uh, we don't know much about him. We know that he's a personnel guy, which is a big step up from uh, what they had. Their last two GMs were both, um, they were both uh, money guys, cap guys. So... That's the situation we're working with there. So they're, they're moving to a personnel guy. That's good. Other than that, we don't know a lot about him. Jeff Darlington, NFL Media's Jeff Darlington, talked to a, a couple people, and they described him as, as a GM, a total grinder, like someone that it was one of these guys in the shadows that if he wasn't this year, his name would have bubbled up down the road. These are two Jets hires maybe that we like here, Dan. I saw Dan last night at the gym. He was on a Stairmaster, oh, yeah, uh, I, you know, our local gym, right after this news broke. And I wanted to ask him, but you looked far too involved. I didn't want to, ha- if you found this out, have you thrown off the machine or something. And when I saw you at the gym and I saw you in your, your shorts and your sneakers, I said, man, I got I to gotta work harder. 
This is yeah, well, I like to set that tone. I knew that Dan could watch me across the room on a on a running machine. What they call that thing? I don't even treadmill. Know treadmill. Yeah, treadmill. But I was like, I'm going to put this up to a high speed, and then as soon as Dan leaves, which I knew would not be much longer, I'm going to crank it back <laughs> down crank to the speed. Down to but I was going to leave smart. an impression on Dan. You certainly did. You lift all them weights. <laughs> all right, let's move then to Oakland, where there's some more head coach news. It came out on Wednesday uh, in a lot of different places, and uh, Ian Rappaport uh, confirmed it. Jack Del Rio, the next Raiders head coach. Uh, Del Rio uh, spent the last, how many seasons was it in Denver? Two, I believe. Two seasons in Denver as the defensive coordinator. Uh, did some nice things there. Previous experience in Jacksonville as a head coach. He he made no uh, secrets that he wanted to get, get another head coaching job and that he and that the Raiders to him were was a perfect marriage, and now he's there. He's got the gig. So Jack Del Rio back in the head coach chair, and you know the Raiders guys they they wanted to have a big fish, and that's what we heard that they wanted to make a splash with their head coaching decision. Do you think this counts as one? I think it's interesting that Al Davis, before he died, decided to pluck away Denver's defensive coordinator in Dennis Allen. And so everyone said, Mark Davis, he's going to be doing things totally different. Goes and does the same exact thing. They are different coaches, though. I think, I think you ask any Jacksonville Jaguars fan, we had an old boss, Justin Hathaway, that was not big on Jack Del Rio. And for good reason. I think that thing petered out at the end. It's not like a high-octane Q rating type hire, but it is an experienced guy. who I, th- I think it's, I think it's a, solid, a solid move by the Raiders, considering what else was out there. I think when Mark Davis was talking about the big hire, the big splash, he also thought he had a very good chance of getting Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Obviously, that didn't happen. I don't think that there was a head coach out there that would have made that big splash at this stage. I mean, you know, Jack Del Rio is as big a name as Terrell Austin might be, as, as Josh McDaniels, as any of these guys that could get hired at this stage. It is interesting to me because I just saw this close up with what happened with Rex Ryan and then John Idzik where it's an arranged marriage uh, where they don't come in together. You have Reggie McKenzie who's back and he seems to have the support obviously of ownership but you would imagine he's got one year left to really make some gains and if not he's gone. It then puts Del Rio in a tough spot so it's not a perfect landing spot for Del Rio in that sense. Uh, but uh, on the other level, it's second job is the second job in the NFL. They don't come around a lot. I understand why he pounced on it. I like I like hiring the coach for his second job when he's figured out a lot of the mistakes in the first. And I, you know, we've seen a lot of bad teams have that first time head coach. Oakland getting the second. One thing that he has that Dennis Allen never had. Two things was one a guy like Khalil Mack just to build your defense around more parts on defense than they had when Allen took over. And Derek Carr. I know we think that he's you know jury's out to some degree, but that is a solid piece to to start with Maybe. a quarterback that they also did not have. And so Del Rio had to also measure this job and say, is this something I'll still be in three or four years now? He must think the answer is yes. They still stink, though. And, you yeah, know, they still stink. And things but... change quickly in the NFL, and maybe they'll be 7-9 and nine next year or 8-8, eight and eight, and they'll be on the right track. But to me, it's still a risky job. If In 2015, knowing what we've known the last decade and a half, it's a tough job to take and hope that it works. But maybe Del Rio's the guy where it changes finally. And he also knows that the Denver Broncos aren't going to be the Denver Broncos exactly. for the next 20 years. Exactly, and so that maybe is some insight into what the Broncos might be next year if he's willing to take this job and be in, in a competition in a division with the Broncos maybe he has some understanding of what might happen there with a head coach and with the rest of that team and by the way he uh, Del Rio you made the point about second head coaching learning he had a lot of time he was one of those guys that lasted forever in his yeah. job and he right. just it kind of snuck up on you he was there so long 68 and 71 record in Jacksonville two playoff appearances so you know and he's to me like any other head coach you're only as good as your quarterback, and you know once they really hit the wall with quarterback play, he was kind of done for. So it it really rides on Carr and whether Carr can play and can uh, build. At this point, three coaches attached to Blaine Gabbert have been fired. He was the first. <laughs> <laughs> Blaine Gabbert. Moving on. Uh, Jason Garrett and the Cowboys have struck a deal. This was last week. They asked Jerry Jones, "How come you still have?" Jason Garrett on a uh, lame duck status. He said, I wasn't ready to do it. Now he's ready. They complete a five-year, $30 million deal. And this one's kind of funny to me. And I saw Greg, our fearless leader, sent a tweet out that I, I agreed with 100% that uh, it, hasn't, it hasn't been since Joe Flacco's Super Bowl year that 
a um, figure in the NFL benefited so much from a final year of a contract. He went from being a guy, and Mark in his uh, iconic uh, reading of the defense of the Cowboys back in August, like a team that a lot of people thought were going to stink, including everyone in our podcast room. And he was a lame duck, so you thought that they would go – Five and eleven, six and ten. Maybe they got lucky; they win seven or eight games, and then Garrett would be fired. Instead, they bounce back, twelve and four, win a playoff game, almost get to the NFC title game, and now Garrett's got a five-year deal worth thirty million. What a turnaround for the red-headed man! Well, and we were we were wrong about that defense. And Garrett yesterday said that one thing that he did this year. You know, it seemed like every off-season for the last two or three years, it was like. Oh, Garrett's duties are going to shift to the right or left a little <laughs> right. bit. It's like all this nonsense about how they're going to move cups around in the front office. But he said he spent a lot more time with the defense and actually learned about offense by talking to his defensive coaches more, which if you read like collision low crossers, that Jets team, the offense and defensive coaches were siloed. I think that happens a lot in the NFL. Garrett was a better leader this year. It helps that you are one of the teams with a franchise quarterback and they built that offensive lineup just in time. Yeah, absolutely. And look, it smacks a little bit of a Jerry Jones kind of overpaying and and yes. overextending someone for, you know, a one-off. Three years would have been fine. Three Come years on. would have been fine, exactly. <laughs> that was exactly where I was going. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just – so he took over just a little history. He went 5-3 and three as an interim coach after he replaced Phillips, 8-8, eight and eight, three straight years, and then has one big year, and he gets rewarded with a five-year deal. So, yeah, exactly what you you're, you guys are saying. You know, it's got – uh, all the markings of a Jarrah overpay scenario. But in Garrett's defense, he, with the pressure on him, he stepped up and got a, had a big season. One other thing, like Bert Breer pointed out before last season, that it isn't just his head coaching tenure that Jerry Jones looks at. He was a backup with his team. He was an assistant forever. They feel like they have 18-plus years or so invested in Garrett, so there is maybe more patience with a longer contract. I understand that, but I, uh, you know, if you, if you, may, if you said – your how put your house on it. Will he last through those five years? I couldn't honestly say that he will be there for five more years. That's fair. Uh, moving on. So let's talk about the Broncos. We haven't really had a chance to get into this, uh, but John Elway and John Fox they they met on Monday and then decided to part ways. John Fox's tenure ends in Denver after four successful, if Super Bowl free years. Uh, Elway spoke at uh, had a news conference on Tuesday. Where funniest part of the news conference is how he opened it, where he says, "I want to start by." And how about his voice? He's got the well, best voice. Well, it's yeah, it's from years of tad audibles. Uh, I want to start out by thanking John Elway. I mean Fox. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, now we see where you're at. All right, there's going to be a free son of truth in that. <laughs> uh, and he says, so they parted ways, and the and Elway said, "This is the quote. I think the main thing between John and I was we disagreed how to get to the next level. So obviously." Something rubbed Elway the wrong way about how these last two seasons ended with um, really um, losses that were not close in the Super Bowl and then in the division playoffs. So the, the that moves on uh, with Fox perhaps landing in Chicago. We'll see how that ends up. But what's going on in Denver, guys, is we now have a potential house cleaning. Del Rio is going to be in Oakland. And we have Gase, who could be with the Niners. Doesn't seem like he's at the top of the list. And how this all connects to Peyton Manning, who is – supposedly, uh, or he said it himself, waffling a little bit what to do next. How would a potential new entire coaching staff affect his future? Your thoughts? It's one situation where if we want to predict whether Peyton Manning will be back, that's the number one question. I think we have to find out what else happens over the next couple weeks because no matter what Elway, however he wants to frame it, he came in hiring Fox saying this is plan A. We have one thing that we're doing here. But what we learned last night from various reports was that it's months and months of them growing apart and that it wasn't like a Trent Balky, Jim Harbaugh, fiery type you know scenario. They just simply couldn't work together. But this is not what you wanted for what would be probably the final year for Peyton Manning to have to start over, whether it's Adam Gase or anyone else, an entirely new coaching staff. That shakes everything up inside the building. Right. I was surprised that not so much that, El- that Fox left because we knew that was a potential possibility. We heard the reports and the chatter. I was surprised that Gase wasn't the guy that was elevated because that, to me, that's, there was some level, everything was still stable in the organization. It was just a matter of Manning having his guy still in the building so he doesn't go. Because remember, Manning, we've heard or been told, has been calling other teams selling Adam Gase. So you would think that it would be a, a natural fit for him to slide up. But now we're, it sounds like that's not the case, which to me adds a whole other le- level in Mark your prediction 
that Manning would play 16 more games back in September, you said this, and then retire, it adds more credence that that could happen. Will happen, by the way. I've been saying that for a year at this point. <laughs> My take is a little similar to what the Buccaneers did when they kept going to conference championship games, couldn't get over the hump, said to Tony Dungy, farewell, we're bringing in John Gruden. The big difference, though, is that the Bucks had a plan then, and it doesn't feel like Elway knows where he's going next, and especially... He only could get to where he wants to go next if he believes that Peyton Manning is sticking around. Because I don't think the plan is bring a better coach in, but deal with Brock Osweiler as your starting quarterback. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, this isn't the the Bulls bringing on Phil Jackson when they realized, wait a minute, Michael Jordan is a superstar and we can just get four other guys in here and win multiple championships. Yeah, and I certainly think, I still think Elway believes that Manning will be back. He said that this wasn't going to be a rebuild. He he thinks they're going to be ready to go next year, and Brock Osweiler wouldn't be the guy you would think that's going to do that. So I still I would be, and let's put some percentages on it. Uh, I'm putting it eighty twenty. The Peyton's back, uh, Mark. I know you have your prediction, so you don't want to stomp on that. But I, you know, maybe it was a two part prediction. I got okay. the first part right, so I'm just going to put this at fifty fifty. Okay, I like that. I like that. Um, I think uh, should Peyton be back? I think 100% he probably shouldn't. $19 million dollars he's doing next should year. Should not or should? I don't think he should be back, right. but I think it's a. I agree with Dan. I think it's about a 70-80% chance he will be back, partly because he wants to, to have another shot at it and, and partly because he's got $19 million that he's going to collect. And I don't believe that Peyton is saying, I've got enough money now, I can leave that one on the table. I do think, though, it really matters. If they go get Terrell Austin as their head coach or someone else that was coming out of left field and it's not Adam Gase, and they've got to flip-flop and change the offense, or he's got to re-speak that language to a new coordinator, that could suddenly get into Manning's head where saying, wait, you know, he, this guy doesn't need money. It can't just be just about the money. It's not Peyton's quest at this point. Maybe if enough things aren't comfortable... This isn't the right situation That's for Papa him. John if it's about the money with Peyton Manning. <laughs> well, I can't. I'm not <laughs> sure Papa John is a human, so I don't know. But I, I, th- <laughs> I think that, uh, I mean, does Peyton need an offensive coordinator? At this stage, can we just get past the idea that Peyton requires, you know, has to now learn a new offense? He's going to be teaching some 25-year-old coach his offense. And frankly, is that 25-year-old coach even necessary? My argument would be that one of the issues that Elway had with Fox and, and Gase, frankly, it's not just Fox because he's a defensive coach was that the way this team went run heavy down the stretch and went away from what they were and now he was injured we learned from Peyton Manning potentially but that's one reason I think Gase isn't this automatic you know heir apparent it's that maybe Gase fell out of favor with Elway too with what happened with his team all right gentlemen good news that's what's happening I really thought you guys did a great job Thanks. Tim. Are we done now? Can we? I really. Oh, we I. I want to thank John Elway. <laughs> this one's for John. He didn't actually say that. No, that was uh, that was Mr. Bolin. Yeah. This one's for John. <laughs> That's good too. Thank you. All right, you're up, Sessler. Dead on impersonation of someone. I don't impersonate people. Just like I don't drop movie quotes all over the place. Okay. Mark. I could try to impersonate Henry. Okay, go ahead. All right, very nice then. Good job by you fellows. I'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs> Wait, so is this, a, is this the end? Huh? Is this the end of the podcast? No, we're no, just, no. We're oh, just, okay. we're just getting time. cooking. Right. Uh, what, did it feel like it was like the end of a I podcast like type Mark chatter? Was that thank, solid? Mark just thanked me for, for was being that here. Even, was I even in the ballpark you were, of a very, British? I mean, I get, I get British and, uh, accent impressions and, on a day-to-day basis. And oh, that must yeah, be so annoying. That's one of the best. And of course, oh. uh, the, my classic one, what's happening, fellas, on TV? That is so That's off base. Good. <laughs> That's not, no? that good. not even close. That is pretty. Z drizzle behind the glass. Yes or no? Was that good? Uh, he good. says nah. Whatever. I know who he's trying to be. That's a good sign indicator. <laughs> you know, acid test of an impression. It's you. All right, let's move on, Mark. I couldn't believe. As I was reading it, I couldn't believe it, it was so great. Where will they land? A piece you wrote uh, that was published on our website, NFL.com, on Tuesday, where you took a took a guess at where. Well, not a guess. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's the wrong word. Well, it's it was bordering a proclamation. on proclamation. Yeah, right. Gathering some facts, dealing in truths, and yes. t- swinging for the fences. Uh, where uh, the teams that do not have head coaches, who will end up with those teams? So, and I'm looking at your list as I scroll down. It looks like right now, with the Del Rio news and also with the Jets news, you are two for two, my friend. Ow, go for it. Well, this, by the way, this piece would not have happened if it were not for uh, Henry Hodgson, who. Came over with the Put idea. Put it on your lap and said, no, no, it was his get to idea. work, monkey boy. Yeah, and I was like, you know, I'm in for a nice, <laughs> easy Tuesday. Glide back into the chair. 
Um, but it was it was good writing this. I enjoyed it, and it's going to be nice when I go six for six. Mark gave me that look he gives gives me sometimes when I come over and suggest <laughs> a piece of content and and looks disgusted with well, me. Well, the but first now, piece was Peyton Manning landing spots when he's not a Bronco. We're going to do that. that might be a little bit a couple early of days time. That. We're about ten seconds from getting personal, so let's move on. So you got Todd Bowles. That's how the list started. Uh, nailed that. We even got a little update on there. Um, you should add an update yourself, Mark, where you just put like. Nailed it. I didn't even know they added <laughs> updates. So and then, yeah, hey, I did that to, as well. Talk Todd Bowles, duh. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> like right, let's go. <laughs> let's do that. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Mark, you say that now that Dan Quinn is no longer the apple of the Jets' eye, it makes sense that he'll end land with the Falcons. Tell us why. I think this is the one team that might be patient enough to wait for someone because I, that's why I thought Rex Ryan went to the Bills right out of the gate was that he that he didn't know if he'd get that Falcons job. They like Quinn. I mean, we already know that. Quinn. I, well, I, we had heard that Quinn was one of the two finalists. He potentially brings Kyle Shanahan with him as an offensive coordinator. I think it's, uh, you know, it's, for me it just it was a fit at that point. I couldn't find another team that I thought was – a better for Quinn other than the Jets. Mm. The, so the Falcons, um, Arthur Blank's elderly mother passed away during the as the Falcons uh, search was going on. I think they'd spoken to Rex Ryan and they'd also spoken to right. Josh McDaniels. And speaking to NFL insider Steve Weish the other day, he mentioned that the Falcons preferred McDaniels to Rex, which is presumably why Rex felt able to go and you know take that Buffalo position. Yeah, I, I want. I mean, obviously they're going to have to if Quinn is on their list as well, which is pretty short list by now McDaniel they're gonna have to wait for McDaniels and Quinn for, to some extent for some length of time so uh you know I, I think it'll be I think Quinn's a great guess I think McDaniels could be a good guess and too. that makes total sense because you've got Scott Pioli who's gained more right. power there you've got Thomas Dimitrov as the GM they are McDaniels Belichick boys so that you could see that happen that's how this happens the San Francisco 49ers Mark Sessler says Adam Gase uh despite not a great ending to his final season in Denver He'll lock down that job, and we're hearing a lot of buzz for Gase to San Francisco. Well, there's another side to it that you know Ian agreed with someone else that tweeted that potentially Gase would be more than willing just to keep the entire defensive coaching staff intact, which means that Jim Tom Sula, who's been there since 1912, will continue with the team. <laughs> you know, but Gase was he Gase worked there in the past, so. Yep, I think, I mean, that certainly makes sense. Uh, I guess, you know, the the question always with a guy like Gase is how much, and, you know, you, you, you feel this with those offensive coordinators that have been with great quarterbacks, or, you know, and I, I, I from, can speak from personal, appearance with jo- personal experience with Joe Philbin and, and mm-hmm. Cam Cameron in, mm-hmm. in Miami, um, but you either go, you, you, you slightly worry about that, and I wonder if, if Adam Gase is, for, is really... It's about Adam Gase, or it's like, well, if if Adam Gase comes with Peyton Manning, then you can expect the same production. Right. Gase did not, you know, from the, what we heard during Super Bowl week and last year, he did not want to be a head coach this season, right. 2014. He did not feel ready for it. So what's happened that suddenly makes him ready for that? That thinks maybe they want to vet where is he in his career. Time changes all men, Mark. Well, that's a fair response. That's true. <laughs> the Chicago Bears, John Fox, he was immediately connected to the Bears uh, by NFL media insider Ian Rappaport. And Mark Sessler, he listens to the rap sheet, and he, and he uh, takes that information in, and he then processes it through his own mind, takes a walk in the wilderness, and says, yeah, John Fox to Chicago. Well, this basically is just rap sheets information, which I put into the post. I'm not trying to say it's anyone else. Is that else's. really just what this exercise is That's all about? sort of it. It is, it is a calling of other people's reporting to some degree, along with some guesses that will be correct. Uh, but Fox, I don't, I don't, you know what? If I'm a Bears fan, what is it that gets me excited about John Fox? If you couldn't win with the high arsenal power in Denver, you're going to bring him over to Chicago with a defense that's a disaster? What's, what do we like about well, this? Well, there's levels of you couldn't win. I mean, he won enough to get them to a Super Bowl, to get them to conference championship games. I think the Bears would be pretty happy with that at this stage. I don't think they're saying, no, no, we need a, we need a guy who can actually win a Super Bowl rather than get our team there. He's like the nicest coach out there. He's a great I like guy. John Fox. I like him too. It's not a personal thing. It's just that why? what's Feels the personal. huge upgrade by bringing Fox in without interviewing seven other, ten other people? Well, I presume they have also interviewed other people. I, don't, I mean, yeah, I, I, think, don't... I think a bunch of the guys who've already been hired, actually, they had talked to as well. I think Bowles had been up there. I, I think Rex had been mentioned as being uh, being interviewed by the Bears. So we'll, we'll see what happens with... And it, it, but it does feel feels like... It feels a little B-minus. It's yes. like, you know what? I know I can't 
I, you know, I'm 17 years old. I see like a, a, a group of girls over there that aren't going to talk to me. I've got to get a date to some dance. I'm going to go B minus. You're just going to... I got to get in the door. I, I just got to bring someone into the... I got to get into you the dance. You don't want to roll in solo. Yep. And then have to sit there like a clown while Boys to Men is playing. There is you go. Right. But why not swing for the fences and take some chances in life? Yep. Fair. Finally, the Denver Broncos. So Fox is out of Denver. And look at this. Gary Kubiak, former Texans uh, coach, uh, offensive coordinator of the Ravens, who who said, hey, guys, I am not taking another job. I love it here in Baltimore. Love crabs. Uh, the food crabs. I love the east. I love the eastern seaboard. Everything's great about this place. I like the O's. Uh, I like the wire. But no, Mark says he's going back on his word, and he's joining his old buddy Johnny Boy in Denver. Uh, for me, and I, we're still hearing that Kubiak has no interest in this, so this could be a this could be a miss. But it's not a it's not saying, hey, Gary Kubiak, you know, we know that you're not at the beginning of your coaching career. Come take on a seven year project. It's a you're George Seifert that's replacing Bill Walsh minus the titles. Come in. It's a, if Peyton stays and he's healthy, why why couldn't you win a right. Super Bowl? Although I look at him and he's I, I do wonder if he can. He's no he's also no different than John Fox. To he's me. also B minus. I but agree. The, the interesting thing is that when Fox was released, Gase was interviewing in San Francisco. So now Gase has come back to Denver and also has also had an interview with Elway. So I I I guess there may be a you know a little. Maybe Gase has some nice leverage at this point to whichever team he prefers to say, well, I got this, this other girl who wants to go to the dance with me to extend your analogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Elway. What are you offering? What will you be wearing? Mm-hmm. And Elway, What's not a girl, name? mentioned um, yesterday <laughs> over and over that he wanted a like-minded coach to take over. I think that, that that split between him and Fox might have extended to Gase to some degree, but Kubiak's his old backup. That's right. his old friend. I'm John Elway, and I'm a man. Well, that's... no doubt about that. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Good job, Mark. I, I I wish you the best of luck here with your your picks. And well, it doesn't affect my down. status, my employment. No, if you get six out of six, if you get six out of six, Dan and I will take you out for dinner in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, during Super Bowl week. But okay. if I get five out of six, then you no, will you, buy you, it for us. No, no, and no. That is not Henry, how this went. As the director of programming, will rain fire down upon you. <laughs> I'll okay. never, ever ask you to do this gonna again, Going to be putting Mark. a call into Mrs. Kubiak to get her husband excited <laughs> about moving to uh, uh, Denver. Before we get out of here, let's do our Overly Confident Guys Guide to Championship Sunday. And um, as I said, each of us will take a team uh, playing Sunday and then uh, sell them ceaselessly on why they have no shot of losing on Sunday in the championship games. And uh, TD, you've been drafted here because... Listen, we're a little short on body, so just keep it real. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's messed up. But, no, we're ready to roll. I even got a hype man with me, Zidrizzle. Drizzle's back here. Yeah, <laughs> he's already <laughs> ready to go. He's in, already in your back pocket, like, turning on me about the impression of you. So I feel, I feel like this is a good spot for you. So let's, uh, let's break it down. I will be uh, selling the Packers. And so we're going to put 90 seconds on the clock, 90 seconds sell for each of us. And then the rest of the gentlemen uh, in the room and behind the glass can then ask questions and try to deflate the confidence of the overly confident Bozo on uh, Championship Sunday. So I will take the Packers. Mark, you're going to take the Colts. That's right. Uh, Henry is going to take the defending champion Seahawks. That's gutsy. Easy money. And TD will take the Pats, the old guard. So why don't we get this going? Let's do this thing. And uh, I'll start. So, TD, you let me know when the when the clock's going. All right. Clock starts right now. And, keep, and also, oh, just keep on. me informed. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> keep me, Not ready. Keep me informed. Like, I need to know exactly when the clock is at, where it's every 30 seconds or so. Uh, no, just, you know, let me know. I'll let you know. Okay, good. Give you a 30. I got my piece of paper out. I'm ready. All right. Here we go. It. Let it rip. Let's do it. It's a waste of your time. Here we go. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is on the Packers, by the way. I don't know if you guys know this. This is why they're going to win because Aaron Rodgers is a legend. He's a living legend in the prime of his career. He's going to win an MVP and fate, my friends. Do you know what fate is? Don't answer it because this is my rant. Fate is something that is just, it cannot be stopped. It is what it is and that is what Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are going to do. They're going to roll through Seattle. They're going to get revenge from that week one loss, that embarrassment, and it's because the, the QB on one leg is going to make it happen. And I have said this 
This is an America's Game episode in real time playing out before us. So this is the revenge game over Seattle. How about the fail Mary? Anybody remember that? Double revenge. You know what happens when people get double revenge? That means there's no chance you could lose when you're out for double revenge. That's a stat uh, that I saw in the, 30 seconds. in the conference guide. Undefeated in the NFC title game play. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 1-0. and uh, Duh. Uh, <laughs> NFL's best turnover differential. They've won eight of their last nine. Eddie Lacy straight concussed in week one. Not this time. Totally got his wits about him. Jordy Nelson never has two bad 15. games in a row. That's also in the stat guide. Clay Matthews, are you kidding me? That guy's crazy. Uh, no, I'm getting nervous. Uh, uh, fate, did I Five. mention fate? Uh, Packers, duh, winning. All right, hold on here. Yeah. I, by the way, before you ask any questions, just understand that was pretty good. All right, that was yeah, solid. That was okay. But, I mean, we're talking about you kind of glanced over the fact that Aaron Rodgers, outside of the fourth quarter last week, looked completely human, not like a living legend. And if that calf acts up, you were the guy that was in Seattle in week yes. one. You saw the atmosphere there. You wrote about it endlessly. Teams change. All right. Endlessly, that felt like a shot. Well, I, that I, wasn't I, the word I was searching for. I noticed you didn't mention anywhere in there how the Packers are going to stop Marshawn Lynch from galloping through their defense. Tackling. Sound tackling. Sound tackling. And something oh, they, uh, something we haven't seen a lot. Clay from. Matthews. Oh, I don't know. You know, Clay Matthews. You ever hear of him? Julius yeah, I heard Peppers. of him. I, playing I'll, pretty well right now. Yeah, I look forward to seeing him being run over by, by beast mode. All I know is Aaron Rodgers is scared of a guy called Richard Sherman. Doesn't even throw to his side. So I mean, Oh, you know, don't read fair. too much. That, save that for on. my rant. Let's all, save that for my all rant. All a setup. Yeah. All a setup for what he's going to do. He's going to torch Richard Sherman. All right, who's up? Let's go to the next one. Mark, it's your turn. Calls. By the way, this is not typically uh, Mark's way to be boastful. I feel like he's going to struggle with this just because he's too humble a person. But let's see what he can do. Maybe I'm not humble. Let's try it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Go. Ready? Here we go. Number one, you want to talk about the best quarterback in the playoffs right now? It is not Aaron Rodgers because he is hobbled. It is Andrew Luck. And I love that over the last couple of months on this podcast, we look at the Colts and we say, you know what? Oh, yeah, they have Andrew Luck, but they're not a good team. There's nothing around them. Nonsense. This not good team took care of a Bengals squad that people said had the most talent of any AFC team outside of the quarterback, and they just decimated Denver. They embarrassed the Broncos, and it wasn't just Luck who played in a fantastic game. It's what they did to Peyton Manning. He looked extremely human. I love the way the secondary is playing right now for Indianapolis. Vontae Davis is one of the best corners in football. I think he's going to do a nice job on Sunday. Number two, yeah, you know what? Smart teams decide when to cut bait. You want to be Rex Ryan and stick with the same quarterback for 18 months, 10 years too long? That's a nice time. The Colts take Trent Richardson. They ship him off into the wilderness. He's gone. The guy is not going to be active again because you got seconds. Boob Heron, 18 cat. He runs the ball well. He has 18 catches over the last two playoff games. That's how Andrew Luck is not getting sacked. He's dumping the ball off. You've got the best quarterback in the NFL right now. He is going to get it done and stun New England. I'll keep talking if you yeah, want me to. Yeah, you got to keep talking. Ten time. seconds. Number one, the Patriots know how to lose well, AFC Championship one. games. <laughs> you already said number one. Number six, that was. <laughs> that kind of fell apart at the end. Yeah, it did a little bit. I think that could be how the game goes as well. Three, mm. qu- three quarters, they might be in touch, and then the fourth quarter... See ya. Totally I, disagree. My first question is, how does my how do my poor Jets get in this conversation at all, taking shots at Rex? <laughs> hey, I'm not taking shots and, at your coach anymore. And by the way, we're also going to give them credit for sticking with Trent Richardson for like a year and a half before they give up on him? Come on. I think the point is, now that they are where they are, they, they, got, they moved him out of the picture. They found someone to come in, and he's doing a nice job. That makes them a d- different team than they were a month ago, two months ago. Attack him, Henry. I already did. I said this is go- it's going to go like that. It's going to be three quarters. He'll be in touch, and then they'll have no nothing to say I for the final TV, period. Take a shot. I'm just going to. am going to save that for my rant. Okay. Uh, I think know, uh, uh, you have, you have to regroup back there behind the glass. Just you're scattered. You just gave both me, of you. I see you just, fear in both of just gave of your me eyes. more ammunition right there. It's like, come on. We'll see. You remind me of the the two bullies from a Christmas story. <laughs> Let me know how that ended. <laughs> Henry. Your turn, buddy. All right. All right. And you're up. I'm going to talk to you about the Seattle Seahawks. You guys started with players, how the players are going to be better. I'm going to tell you that the, the Seahawks are going to beat the Packers. They're going to beat them with their players, but they're going to beat them with their fans as well. 
the 12th man. <laughs> the, sea- the Seahawks have the best record in the NFL at home since 2012, including Uh-oh. the playoffs. They're 25-2 and two at home, so good luck winning there. No team, I think there, well, there's two teams in history that have more home wins over a three-season span. The 96-98 Broncos, they're not turning up. The 96-98 Packers, they're not showing up. The 2014 Packers are showing up, but not the 98 Packers. The Seahawks at home rank first in wins, in point differential, and takeaways, in turnover differential. The Packers, by the way, are going to have to fly across the country. When was the last time the Packers won a game on, on the West Coast, Dan, Mr. Expert? Tuesday. You don't have to answer. Don't answer oh. because I'm, I'm speaking at the moment. Oh, yeah. 2011. <laughs> I don't even remember that. Uh, in fact, they're 0-4 since, t- since 2012. Where's Russell Wilson is 9-0 and versus quarterbacks with at least a Super Bowl. 30. He's 9-0 and against quarterbacks <sighs> who've won an MVP award. He's fantastic. Uh, the, the Super Bowl quarterbacks, but they're not going to be on the same f- the field at the same time. You're going to say, oh, Rodgers and Wilson, they're not going to be on the field at the same time. Well, Super Bowl winning quarterbacks against the Seahawks de- defense, 0-9. Doesn't sound good for you, buddy. <laughs> Amongst active players, Sh- um, Sherman has the lowest passer rating allowed in the in the postseason. Uh, i got so much to go on here. You're I, out of I time. could keep going. Time's up. That's a victory. You feel good Just about like yourself? Just like the Seahawks. I feel good about myself, but I feel good about the Seahawks. I almost feel like I'm a Seahawks fan. Rooting for the house in blackjack. That's you. Yeah. That's so what? I, I, I like to win. Sorry. I, I already you. No, I already said, duh, winning. I took yeah, that line. I didn't you took say that. that. I said, I like to win. But Sorry. I took the blackjack line from Bill Simmons. Mark, what do you have? I hope you aren't looking at anything that happened in week one because it's a significantly different Packers yes, team. Yes, Mark. You, good call. Number one, Eddie Lacy has really only averaging eight yards per per game less than Lynch over right. the course of the season. Guess what? Significantly different Seahawks team as well. Better than the one in week one. TD, what do you got? I mean, who's, who are the Seahawks going to throw to? I mean, Luke Wilson's going to be covered. They got the Seahawks have... Uh, they I mean, might the as well get Owen Wilson out there. Luke's not doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, Clay Matthews out there. You got Julius Peppers who had a great game. You know? So just not, had sca- a great just game. not that scared. I, by the way, in my whole thing, be, the both of these guys, their whole thing was based on the quarterback. Did you hear me mention Russell Wilson's name? I don't have to get to the quarterback because we beat you without a quarterback. You mentioned Russell Wilson <laughs> like three or four <laughs> times. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> All right, finally. <laughs> and finally, TD and his big spot right now. He has a real big chance He's here. not this. He's going to blow this. <laughs> he's going to let the clock run as long as he needs, by the way. That's how he operates. Yeah, let's, uh, we'll stop it let's be fair about the clock. I don't need time in here, guys. I don't need stats. I don't need none of that. I'm going to start off with the defensive backs. We're going to start off with Daryl Rivas, a.k.a. Rivers Island, a.k.a. the best to do it since Deion Sanders, a.k.a. Oh. a.k.a. You know, you know what? Let's, let's move on to Brandon Browner. We already know all about Rivas Island. Brandon Browner. He was there. He's the reason the Legion of Boom exists in Seattle, right? You know, physical corners up there in your face. He's going to shut it down. And we go to and we go to Devin McCourty. Devin McCourty, I don't know if you guys know this. Identical twin, which is fitting because sometimes he plays like there's two of them out there. He's just straight out balling. All right, let's move on to the wrong game. The Colts have none, son. Boom, Heron. More like doomed, Heron. I mean, oh, come on. Are you kidding me? I mean, <laughs> Sad. Who, needs, right. who needs luck when you have skill? I'm talking about skilled position players here. We got a out of men. Edelman, mm. our wide receivers throw sexy deep balls. Are you kidding me? Come on. Come on. Come on. Where's I mean, the clock at? And we talk Gronk, man amongst boys. Don't don't get me started on Gronk. And then again, who needs luck when you're prepared? It's Bill Belichick, man, his best to ever do it. You know, along with Greg Popovich, Phil Jackson, all those big boys of the game. You know he's going to be con- he's going to be ready and ready to rock. Sam. Lastly, who needs luck when you got Tom Brady? TB12, TB12 baby. <laughs> Holla at your boy. No That's all we here. need. That's all we need. We got this. No clock. No clock needed. Oh, wow. Clock. See? <laughs> no countdown. There's a, you know, you didn't have the pressure. It's all over, guys. I thought TD Shut did it a, down. a nice job there. But, you know, this is the same thing people said about the Colts last week. All those same points. They can't run the ball, but, yes, they could in big spots. And they used the running back in the short pass game as well. And everyone talked about, oh, Patriots, cornerbacks, Broncos, secondary, improved defense. It's Andrew Luck. It doesn't matter who he's up yeah. against. He's going to get his yards. He's going to make those plays. He's going to score points against a New England defense that doesn't know what's coming. Andrew Luck is the fourth-best quarterback left in the playoffs right now. That's utter nonsense, yeah. by the way. Just saying. I mean, I'll take the other three guys ahead of I him. I wasn't really paying attention. I was just hung up on Z Drizzles. Uh, yeah, that, that <laughs> stuff was good. He was better, almost better than that was really good. was. <laughs> uh, the one thing I'd say is the, Patri- exactly the Patriots day. season is going to end in a loss, whether it's this week or, oh, next, yeah. or, or in the Super Bowl. Doesn't but not against Colts. 
Oh. Not if the Colts, so you're not, not that Pats. confident about them then. <laughs> well, well, I yeah, am. I guess the Colts. Oh, yeah, they're going to lose. I guess the, the Colts. The team I'm overly confident about, they're going to lose somewhere. What a group of overconfident bozos. Yeah. So that's it. That's the overconfident bozos. I thought that was that was pretty good. I liked it. I bet. It was all right. Whose idea was it? Yours? Yeah. It's a great idea. It depends if people like it. That's me. Hey, <laughs> before we go, let's check in with the boss, Greg Rosenthal. Uh, we want to touch base with him at this very special time in his life. TD, do we have Mr. Rosenthal on the Double line? Double G. Here it is. There you go. Gregory? What is happening? And, and you know it's not Gregory. It's just Greg. The Double G ended. Come on. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But it's fitting that we're talking about birth certificates because your papa again a second time. Congratulations. We were talking about it earlier in the show. We said we got to get Greg on to talk to him about it. How you feeling? Yeah, it's awesome. I actually just walked in um, with my son, Walker, who I named. Whoa! Whoa. Let's talk about this. Breaking news. Uh, I know. I, I named him like three hours ago, pretty much after the lady walked in and said, you know, do you have your birth certificate before you leave? So it's kind of like a deadline we had been debating for oh, how stressful. a couple of days, and boom. I like it. I, I like it, great too. One. I like it a lot. And it is interesting that uh, Mark named his son Luke. You named your son Walker. If I have a girl, I'll name her Sky. Luke Skywalker. Oh, I like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Such a nerd. <laughs> One of my friends immediately asked me that I name him after Antoine Walker, which I wish I had thought of that, but no. It's actually after Walker Percy, the writer. Ah, very good. I thought it was Larry Walker, the Rockies slugger. <laughs> Todd the Walker, maybe. Uh, that's great. So you are now a dad a second time. Henry has three kids, which is like a crazy amount to me. It's too many. Wait, is Henry there right now? I yeah, am, oh, yeah. Henry's, Henry's sitting in. I, uh, I'm, I'm sitting in your chair, I think. I'm sorry about that, Greg, but congratulations. Thank you very much. This does fit with my theory, though. I feel like if I left for a couple of weeks, which I am planning to do after uh, the Super Bowl, that, that Henry will be taking over the Around the NFL podcast and really the whole group by the time I'm back. I would never do that. We we actually I'm not really sitting in your chair. We in your chair. We've encased your chair in glass as it, as you left it last time you sat on it. I think Greg, your senses are uh, they're on. They're correct. There's a real threat of that. I can just feel the vibes of power coming off of Henry during this whole show. Yeah, I would be in general. I'd just be looking over my shoulder because Henry, the guy knows what he wants and he goes after. And the first thing I do is make some changes. <laughs> and he's good. And he's classy. I mean, you got the voice. My voice is annoying. I, I feel it. I mean, listen, that's uh, we're not thinking that, but I feel it's interesting to you that that's crept into your thought process. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we just wanted to check in with you, Walker. I like it, Walker Rosenthal. Very powerful. Uh, that, that sounds like someone that's going to do things in life. So that's good. Now you have what you have to do is you have to raise him properly and uh, make all the right decisions uh, to be a father that your son respects. No pressure, though. There is there is more pressure. I don't know, Mark. I guess you you feel it. You that's all you have. Maybe Henry, who has a son and a daughter. I do feel more pressure, like as a father to a son, that I better I better do this right. You know what I'm saying? We have no doubts. Well, I don't have any doubts. Mark seems to be shaking his head right no, now. No, I am no. I that is totally false. <laughs> I think that you'll be. You're a great boss. We all feel that way. Number one, you'll be a great dad too. Henry? Henry, now Henry's shaking his head at what I what just said. Mean? No, I'm not at all. I think, I mean, I, I think I've already said it. I think Greg's going to be doing fantastically. He will be a, he'll be a wonderful father to a son. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> all right, Greg, <laughs> thank stuff. you for joining us. Enjoy uh, your growing family. Yeah. All right. We, uh, we, we send our you. love from, from the Rosenthal. All right. And we'll be, we're going back downstairs to crank out some content, content for you. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. I'll see you guys. All right, later. All right, that's it for Wednesday's edition of the Around the NFL podcast. Uh, barring uh, results coming through on the independent investigation, which would cause some other issues with the, behind the glass, we will be back on Thursday with another edition, the big Championship Sunday preview episode, and that's exciting. Uh, so make sure you tune back in for that. This is Dan Hansis signing in for signing off for Hank, handsome Hank. Thank you very much for joining us, Henry, the great Sizzler, Quiet Storm. Greg, congratulations. Walker, welcome to the world. And TD, and Z-Drizzle behind the glass. Till Thursday. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. 
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late for the important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com you never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 